Morning, everybody. Welcome again to a new edition of the Claridge and Ridley podcast for Floodlit Dreams. Um, we used to have a, a lovely old club secretary at Weymouth Football Club when Steve was manager and I was chairman. He used to say, morning, gaffer. To, to Steve. <laughs> so I'm going to say, morning, gaffer. How are you? He was, he was. He was a lot nicer than you. I can promise you that. So oh, it's certainly better coming from him. How are you doing? I think we've both got bad backs, so we, we could be in grumpy old man territory this morning. Well, what's new for me, eh? What's new for me? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your playing days are over then. Yes, at last. Yes, yes. Finally caught a halt to it, unfortunately, but not to worry. Oh, well, I thought we might <laughs> see you in a pre-season friendly again. John, I'm still regretting that FA Cup game against Fareham. Which you why? probably don't. Oh, why? Yeah, your, your first club. No, no. We, I actually played in the FA Cup game against Fareham because we did. It was quite early on in the season, and um, yeah. we were still. Uh, there were some some lads who were injured, some lads who were away, and we were still. It was. Um, we came into it earlier than we normally would have. Yeah. And um, I actually got a penalty. Yeah. And unbeknownst to me, if I'd taken the penalty and scored, I would have been the oldest player to have scored a goal ever in the FA Cup. Yeah. Yeah. Never let it be said you put yourself above the team. So no, absolutely not. So I didn't take the penalty, mate. And uh, it that was for Salisbury, uh, of course, wasn't it? This is Salisbury, yeah. And uh, obviously, um, it was missed, mate. <laughs> Wonderful. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, so let's, have missed it. Let's crack on. Let's talk about um, the weekend just gone, and and you know, you spent a lot of time playing in the football league. You were manager at Pompey and manager at Millwall for a little spell. Well, <laughs> well, for, for a pre-season, anyway, for a pre-season, yeah. uh, Millwall. Um, let's talk about promotion relegation. Yeah, we've got Norwich and um, Watford going Watford, straight yeah. back up. Bournemouth could go straight back up. I know this exercises you a lot about parachute payments, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. If Bournemouth had employed the right manager at the start of the season, then they would probably have been fighting with the other two to get automatic promotion. So for, for me, this is this is such bad practice to be paying people to be relegated. I mean, there's, you know, 90, million pound, a start of a 90 or 100 million pound for the clubs who are getting relegated. I, I don't understand it. I, I honestly can't. And what it is, it's skewing the market for everybody else. Other clubs trying to chase the dream, your Derbys, your Sheffield Wednesdays, who, believe you me, have spent millions and millions trying to get into the Premier League. Um, uh, you know, when, when a club isn't run properly, people are frightened to say no. Managers, owners don't know what they're doing. These are the situations you find yourself in. And that is getting exacerbated by people, you know, three clubs coming down who are starting with £100 million more than anybody else. So they set the bar and then everyone plays to their tune. And it, it's quite wrong. You are rewarding failure. I'm mm. sorry, if you get... You should have a contract for the Premier League and a contract for the Championship, mate. It's as simple as that. Listen, it's almost like you've thought this through. Um, so congratulations. Um, good to see you back on Sky recently as well. That, you know, yeah. Given your yeah, opinion. that was a strange run. But yeah, Mike, no. the, the fellow who booked the, the, I mean, it's been 15 years since I've been on there. The, the fellow who booked me did say, um, don't worry, it'll be another 15 years before you get another gig. So <laughs> it's sort of slightly curtailed by... Um, my uh, my jubilation over over the gig, but uh, no, it's it good fun. And I it's must great say, just, uh, 
Is that the first time you've worn a suit, you know, given the situation over the last year or so for it is. a long it was, while? Do you know what? I, he said, you can come in a shirt and a, and a, and a um, jacket. And I thought, no, 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 no. This would be my, probably my one and only opportunity <laughs> to wear a colour and tie. I thought, yeah. no, I'm really, you know, it was, it was fantastic. Do you know, it's really strange just sitting in the car park. I think I rang you at the time. And just all the things that I'd done before at, 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 at Sky, um, mm. you know, all those years ago, just sort of mm. come flooding back. So quite reminiscent. That was sort of quite a nice, uh, a nice, um, nice gig for me to, to yeah, look yeah. back and think, you know, all the times, the good times that I had there. And boy, has it changed as well. It's like a, yeah. well, it's like a yeah. mini town now, mate. Yeah. It's incredible. Anyway, we, we digress as we're like yes. quite a lot during this, but. Given well, you, you actually led that digression. I do. That's the way my mind works, <laughs> like a butterfly. Um, but just to pick you up on that parachute payments, listen, clubs, when they go up to the Premier League, they get this yeah. windfall, obviously, of you know, yeah. a minimum of 100 million um, for their first season, whatever. That's why it's such a huge game, the playoff final. But when you're trying to sign players, you try getting them on one contract for the Premier League and one for going down. Not many players want to do that. If you're, if you're genuinely serious about trying to stay in the Premier League, you have to offer them an incentive. And you, and you offer them that based on the fact that the next money you're going to get, a, next year you're going to get a parachute payment. Players won't sign a contract saying if we get relegated, you know, your money will halve or whatever. Well, well, why, why, why won't they do that? I, I mean, that's, I, I don't understand. If you're if you're in a position where you think the club are going to get relegated, yeah. why are you going to sign for them? If you're in a position where you don't think you're good enough to go and play in the Premier League and stay in the Premier League, why would you be? The only time you get, but the only time you get punished is if you fail, Ian. With well, I understand like that. that, but but the actual getting up there is such an amazing thing, and then these clubs when they come down. Um, the cushion of it um, helps them go straight back up. It's part of the deal because they have tied themselves into these contracts, which in some ways they have to do. Listen, you've been a player and you used to negotiate your own contract. Yeah. If you go in to a newly promoted club and they're on a high and they're just about to get 100 million and the, and the manager or more likely these days, the chief exec says to you, you know, we want you to take 50 pay cut if we go down. Are you going to take it, or if yeah, I've no you're not going to say to them, I failed as a player. Mm. So I, I, why, why would I? Why would I expect to be rewarded for the same amount, the same amount of money for for um, failing? I, I don't understand. And this is the problem that we have: is there are too many people in football who are getting rewarded for failure for for not actually doing what they should do. We should. There's no doubt that we should have a cap on a, on on your basic wage. There, there is no doubt about that. And then if you want to earn your money, you get paid, your, you, get your, you get your extra money from bonuses and appearances and success. And that's, so we get a basic it, wage of, of 40 grand and then you get a 50 grand appearance. You get 50 grand for winning a game of football. You get 50 grand for gold, whatever you want to do to build in those incentives. But stop people earning 100, 150 grand, sat in a stand saying, thank you very much. You can't touch okay, me. Okay, let me put it another way. When a club goes up to the Premier League, it has yeah. to take on a remarkable number of staff, increased students. Everything has to change, of course. Yeah, depending yeah. on what state your club's in. Hang on, hang on. Whoa. 
not just that, lots of full-time people in the media department, hospitality, commercial. Yeah. The club gets into a new league and you have to service television and so on. Right. I can remember when Blackpool got uh, promoted, I went up there to do a feature on them. And the, the club's head of media said to me, we got a call from the Premier League the day after we won the playoff final saying, we need a meeting with your eight heads of department. He said, we don't have eight staff. No, I was going to say, <laughs> we'd have eight departments. We don't have eight departments. We don't have eight staff. <laughs> no. so, but that happens. So when a club gets relegated, it's also a, cu a cushion against getting rid of all those people. Some lose their jobs. Of course they do. And that's sad. But without that parachute money, more people... But if, if you... Lose okay, their, so if, their job. Yeah. Yeah, I understand that. But if you, if you, had, if you had a contract that says that you... You know, you that the money you, you don't actually earn what you earn in the Premier League, and, and let's be honest, where does that money go? Does it go to those eight departments? So I guarantee you now, first people out the door will be one of those eight departments if money needs to be saved. You know, it doesn't. It just goes on players because that's all clubs are. You know, with all due respect, that's most mostly that's what clubs are interested. It's just yeah, it's, it's just looking at servicing the playing department. That's the talent, but. Um... I, ju yeah. I, Ian, I just think the excuse the market. I think you, you know, you're getting, you've got Norwich and Watford well clear. Um, mm. They, 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 they go back up. Mm. You know, you have to have a major catastrophe now not to get relegated. I don't think it's such a big deal to get relegated at the Premier League. It used to be, but I don't think some of these mm. clubs are particularly bothered. You know, West Brom will get relegated. Look. You know, they're, 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 the likely it is they'll go, they'll go straight back up. I don't think they're overly bothered about it. You know, it, it, it no, is that, what it is. It's, I mean, that, it's is, part, that is a good point, and I accept that. And, and I feel it's sorry part for, like, for some clubs, mate. I feel sorry for for like the Nottingham Forests of this world that are big clubs and Getting left are, behind, mate. are struggling. Yeah, I mean, that, I, you look at what their manager, their owners have spent just yeah. to try and keep up with the Joneses. It's absolutely. If, if someone looked at Nottingham Forest um, wage bill, the money that had been spent at that club, Sheffield Wednesdays. It will you. It will blow your mind. We are talking about tens, hundreds of millions of pounds that yeah. have been wasted at those clubs. Derby, yeah. hundreds of millions of pounds. You, you'll never that, ever believe it. Some of that is just is not due to the fact that they can't compete financially. It it is due to the fact that that um, they've they've they don't know what they're doing badly. They've recruited badly. They've hired. They, they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Um. What have you done? I've lost you. You're still there. I there you just are. had a phone call, that's all. Just speaking of Sheffield Wednesday, I mean, that's a shocker. I, I'm of that generation that can remember them in the old third division yeah. in the 1970s. And I went to Hillsborough a few times. I was working well, it was on 1970s. I, I went to watch them play Brentford in the playoff final not so long ago, mate, yeah, to yeah. get out of yeah. Division it 1. Is, so wasn't it wasn't so long shocking. ago. It is shocking. It's absolutely ridiculous. The thing was is, four managers. They've gone down by the six points due to the financial irregularities and yeah. what have you. And it was interesting to me 10 days ago, people two weeks ago, people shouting, you know, oh, you can't punish these big six clubs for trying to break away. Um, but, you know, giving them points deductions, you're just, you're just, you know, doing the fans then a disservice. Well, that doesn't seem to have come into play for poor old Sheffield Wednesday, their fans. I mean, they've been done a disservice due to the absolute incompetence of their owner. Yeah, I mean, it, we all know it's, it's one more for one and one for another, doesn't it? I mean, it's the same as players, same as 
clubs, you know, the bigger and better you are, the more you get away with. And, and unfortunately, that's that's another example of it. I, I just I, I, I just look at it. And, and this is a really frustrating business to be in. You know that as, as yeah. much as anybody that you've got yeah. people who come into this business. And I, 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 I it's the same analogies as maybe a politician. You know, you, I said before, you have someone who's running the education department in politics who's never been a teacher. Someone who's running the, the health department who's never been a nurse, you know, has no background in that at all. Yet I'll put in a situation where you'll run it. You have a foot, you have people who buy football clubs, come into football clubs, have no idea what they're doing, absolutely no idea. Yet they 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 make the most important decision of the lot is the manager. Because you can yeah. sell what you like about everything else. If you get that wrong, yeah. nothing else works in your football club. Yeah, everything stems. It is. From it that. is. It's the pivotal appointment. I mean, that's been been. In the old days, people used to say, "Well, I can't remember who the manager of a club was." You know, never used to, never used to really think about the manager. And people stayed for for years and years. And the years. manager but or the chairman? Said, no, the manager. Um, right. You know, going back. I mean, to at, least, at least the chair, chairman of old used to come and watch games, mate. I mean, well, yeah, that's most true. Of these chairmen don't even look. But at I the think games it's such a. It's such a big thing these days to have a manager that, that is um, pulling all these various, you know, rabbits out of hats, pulling it all together, you know, all the various strands. It, it is the pivotal appointment. Are, are they are they managers now, Ian? That's I mean, are, are they are they managers? Are they well, given that license to manage a football club properly? They are if they're um, hired for the right reasons and by the right type of person. I mean, I think one of the problems is. You know, you look at what's going on at Tottenham at the moment, and if they're going to have a manager, then he needs to be really involved, a, ma a manager of, of high quality. He needs to be really involved in recruitment. And because the big thing in the modern game, above all, is recruitment, the quality of your recruitment. Now, Mourinho ran into it. Pochettino ran into it with with Levy. You know they want to do this. They want to do all the contracts. That's okay. They want to do all that. But the the if they trust their manager, they need to let him have an input into who they recruit and how much they pay for that person. Fit, managers are not involved in money anymore. The old people like Sir Alex Ferguson, you know, used to ring up and say, "We we fancy Eric Cantona. How much do you want for him?" That's gone, as you rightly say. And they yeah. need to be given more of that but you've got to trust them you've got to you know think that this is the right man for your football club and that's where yeah, the appointment comes in but and then so how, how does how does daniel levy come out of this scott free how does he get away with with what he's what he's just come up with over the last six months i mean who, who employs who who in their right mind would have said that marino was the right choice to mm. to run spurs well I one mean, thing i learned one thing i've learned from being a chairman at two clubs and vice chairman at another is when they start chanting for the chairman to go, it's time to sack the manager. <laughs> but that's, and, and that's, 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 that's one of the problems that you have. It's supposed to be a joke, but it, no, they survive. You're right. They survive. They survive by and large. I mean, Ed Woodward didn't at, at Manchester United. Yeah, we fell on his sword, didn't he? But as you say, and this is, you know, we'll get onto this in a minute about, uh, this is a good point about the industry of football. You know, we love the game, but the industry of football is very different. It was Gareth Southgate who said... But people making the rules the up, game, Ian, not the industry. I'm not sure the people who are making the rules up actually know that that, that, that is what's best. I mean, all we get is we go from, if something doesn't work, the, the, we go the completely the opposite to what that didn't work. 
Whereas mm. there is somewhere in between that's about right. That's you been know? the history of that's been the history of the England manager. You know that bloke hasn't worked. Let's go for the opposite. You Completely know, from the from you know, from Sven to Sven, whatever. You know, but I mean, it, I, just, I just look at look at the way that football is being run. I look at what 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 we're doing now, and it, it's just become like a runaway train. It, it doesn't feel like people know what they're doing, and I mean. As we said before, what happened a couple of weeks ago, I think just absolutely typifies that when you've got, you know, the, the top six clubs in the country have got just got yeah. s- such a lack of a handle on what, what is happening and, and, you know, and, and what people's feelings are on, on, on certain subjects. And, and I, I really look at football and I, I think people are frightened to say no, because yeah. whatever we say, everyone has to play that. Everyone's played their part in the way that football's going. Yeah, Social yeah. media, fans wanting more, you know. Listen, people, you've, You've talked about how the, the championship is skewed because of the parachute payments. But then clubs need to be inventive and ingenious about then how they do these things. And I look at League One, for example, and I look at Peterborough getting back into the championship, which is remarkable for a, a town of that size and a club of that size. Why? And because... Well, they well, have a chairman, who, you know, chairman who's, who's, who actually... He's one of the people that when he does talk, he does make sense on occasion. I agree. That's There's... what I'm saying here, Steve, because they... well, he, he, is, he is someone who puts his money where his mouth is. Ian. But it's, yeah, but it's not just that. They have a model. No, it isn't. It isn't. They have a it model isn't. like you take Ivan Tony, for example. They find these players because, you know, dear old Barry Fry, no matter what we all, you know, we've all had our dealings with. He knows a player. He knows a player. He knows Absolutely. where to find them. Yeah. He knows then, hand them on, develop them. And you sell them for 10 million or whatever. And then you get a sell-on fee. Tony will go somewhere for 30 million possibly this summer and they'll get a sell-on fee. Yeah. That's their model. And then they use that to find another one. But that's one. knowing. But and, and what uh, this is exactly what I'm trying to say about, you know, you know, is knowing what you are as a football club. Well, in the where, way Brentford have done it as well. Yes, where they? you are. I mean, yeah. this, is, this is way above Brentford's, uh, you know, where Brentford should be, you know, Brentford yeah. are not a big club, you know, yeah. not a club who should be punting at that level. But they've they, they've been they've, what they've achieved, and and let's be honest, they spent yeah. strong money in the process, which a club like that would have to. But yeah. you're right about someone like Peterborough know that they are, you know, a a a, a, a div one side in the main that mm. might flirt with getting into the championship. It will be a big ask. Mm. They've achieved it, fantastic, as you say. But they are a club that, to me, is not going to be pressured into doing something they don't want. No, they have a plan, and they have a plan, and they stick to it despite fan pressure. When you know when they absolutely when you've got a chairman that. who's prepared to go, no, yeah. that that what that fan saying is stupid, and what he's yeah. saying is personal, and what he's saying is just got a, an axe to grind. Actually, I'm going to look above that, rise above that. I know, I know what this club needs, and I'm so going to you, stick to the you plan. You tell me, you, you know, Sunderland are in the same division, huge club different model probably overpaying players how do peterborough you know why why have they got it wrong because they've, they've got they've obviously with with darren ferguson it works I and mean, it hasn't worked anywhere else for him but it's worked at, at peterborough what they do what they do works um it, you know with all due respect they are always going to be a side with the finances behind them to be competitive at that level in so you know if you can put everything and get everything get all your ducks in the line which they have this season, then you're going to get that result. It, it, you know, we're not talking about this is something where a club was expected to finish bottom three and has finished top three. 
Now, these would have been expected to be competitive. And what they've done is they've probably finished four or five places above where they should have because they've got everything done properly. Mm. And that, that's what you that's how what running a football club well and running it in the correct manner does. You get you probably four or five spaces above where you should be. Mm. And that's what they've done. So good luck to them. They've done it the right way. But they still, to me, have someone who A has an idea of what, what is required. And B is not going to be pushed around. Mm. The shocker for me is is Southend going out of the football league for the first time. They're going to get well, 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 yeah, but why is it a shock? I mean, they they had an embargo, they had a transfer. It's embargo. not a shock. They, it's a shocker. Is, is that, that's well not, because it, it's not run properly? I mean, the, yeah. there's no coincidence. The common thread is you know teams who've drastically underachieved from mm. top to bottom are not run properly, and and you know yeah again. You know, you're giving, you know, Mark Mosley went there in, in really difficult situation, yeah. really difficult circumstances. They took him, they took him from Weymouth, um, you know. They I mean, did, he, yeah. He just got them up into the National League. I I think they actually, he actually did quite well with them to to get them where they were, given the absolute shambles that, that he took. And he, he felt he couldn't turn that job down. I think they would have done well to keep him, actually, for the, for the yeah. National League. Yeah, absolutely. I, 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 and I'm, I'm of that opinion as well. And, and it just depends now what sort of state of affairs Southend are, you know, mm. when they go down, whether they're stable, whether they've got, you know, something that they can go again with. Because let me tell you, that, that is the one you don't want to be dropping into. Yeah, I mean, there, there are two big promotions in English football and one is from yeah. the Championship to the Premier League and the other is from the National League. Absolutely, the League. yes, 100%. And, and they should start and they making are... that three up, three down as well. That's, that is totally right. Well, listen, that's a whole nother conversation. We'll yeah. do a podcast on it because I don't actually believe in that. What I believe is is in a, a League 2 South. And oh, yeah, no, absolutely. If, you, if you're talking about that as an yeah. alternative, then that's an easy alternative. We now have about a dozen, no, maybe even... 12, yeah, 14 ex-football league clubs that are full-time. Yeah, but the ones who aren't are big as well. Eyes out. Yeah, the ones who aren't are also big clubs as well. Well, the, some are, so, some aren't. You know, Maiden, Maidenhead aren't a big club and, and so no, on. No, but someone like a Sutton would be, you know, 1,500, 2,000 people. Decent, so. Yeah, decent. But, I'm, but yeah. I'm talking about your Chesterfields and your Rex. Yeah, and your Knotts Counties and all those yeah. sorts. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. Southend are going in with them next year. They're, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, they've shown how, what a struggle it is. Well, I can remember in the early days of the conference when Lincoln first got relegated. I think they were the first ones down and Scarborough were the first ones up. And uh, I was covered to get their first game at Barnet. You, you, you must know the story about Scarborough. Oh, uh, yeah. Don't even go there. I don't want to go there right now. <laughs> but it, it does involve it does involve gambling. And it, it kind of... No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It involves Barry Fry, doesn't it? Well, Barnet. yeah. Yeah. But anyway, um, uh, this game at Barnet... Um, the, the Lincoln fans were all swaggering around the places that, yeah, they shouldn't have put us in this league if they want us to behave ourselves and all that. That's all gone now because th th there are clubs that size. And yeah, yeah. Southend won't, won't think, you know, the fans might, some fans might enjoy it, going to new grounds and, and being able to walk around and, you know, that I'm kind being of competitive. thing. Yeah, and and thinking that you you know we'll be at the top end of the table, but you know they should be very very careful because. Oh, I'll tell you what, that's that is a tough league. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be dropping into that. Do you not remember we played Lincoln for what when they came down? I do. Yeah. Their we first, beat them yeah, three 0 It was Weymouth's first home game. It was. It was. 
Yeah, we've beaten three 0 Yeah, so that I mean that was a sort of a rude awakening for them, wasn't it? That mm. this is not. Well, they be lost a... at Barnet on the Saturday four two, and then I think yeah. midweek they lost three 0 at Weymouth. They did. So yeah, I played in that one. So yeah, I would remember. I think it. they still got up though that season. They got. I think they the did. Team. To be fair, yeah, but yeah. it's as I say, it's a different kettle of fish now dropping into it. And you're absolutely right. Two big promotions are those two certainly. Yeah. So. We nearly had uh, two weeks ago. I know we're at the, the tail end of this, but um, you know, never let it be said that you don't have opinions to burn. What um, what was your take on the on the Super League, European Super League? Well, I, I mean, I, I said before, I, I, the, the first thing I said was it will never happen. I mean, I was with my mate, and we were doing um, just messing about, and uh, he said, "Wow, have you?" Heard? I said, "It's fine." I said, "Don't worry about it. It'll never happen." And and that was correct, and and I still to this day believe it. It will it will not happen. I mean, it it, it can't happen anyway because you're actually, you know, you're you're stopping everything that that we play football for. So you know, yeah. it's, uh, I mean, I my whole career I've written about super leagues. Every three or four years, there's somebody wants to start a, a European super league, and I've I've always felt that it would come eventually because if you look back at the history of the game. The Brits, the British, the English clubs particularly did not want to join the, the European Cup in the early days. In fact, Chelsea were champions in 55 and didn't didn't enter. They were told by the FA not to enter. So there's always been a hostility and a suspicion of leagues that are overseas or cups that are overseas generated. I think eventually that it will have its time. But the the plan that they came up with, I was kind of shocked by the, the the sheer knee-jerk reaction to it um, without people you know even debating it that's it we don't want it if it's thought through and there are certain criteria that are met then it could satisfy everyone more money could trickle down through the game but it has to be done that, so that the rules are watertight you know, there has to be promotion, of course. It has to be on merit. You can't have a mid-table side like Arsenal suddenly deciding they want to be in a no-relegation Super League. That is a nonsense. But if the money filters through to the game, I've always thought that the big clubs, particularly Man City, Liverpool, United, those with huge squads and budgets, uh, would have a team for Europe almost and the team for playing Saturdays. And, and the, the, the competition, they would be able to play side by side in those two competitions. And we are moving to it and it will come eventually. It just won't happen. It's been knocked back now. It, it, it won't happen. So, so are you talking about Man City staying in the Premier League? Yeah. Which is which was not what was... No, no, I'm talking about... I thought... You know, that... you're, 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 you're actually saying, so as, as its current format, you can't see it happening, but in a different format, you can. Yeah, yeah. I think right. the way they came... The way they arrived at that and presented it as a fait accompli was a huge tactical error. If they'd negotiated, if these were negotiating points, they could have ended up with, with something better than there is at the moment. But does that not, not show the total arrogance that they thought oh, absolutely. That they could, absolutely. They could they go and do this without anybody else? Yeah. You know, they, 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 I mean, and, and to be fair, I mean, this must have been a very, very small group of people because there was some, I mean, it, as we all know in football, there's no such thing as a secret. Mm. It just does not happen. Yeah, mm. I saw Roy Hodgson's interview and he was genuinely, genuinely surprised mm. when he heard the news. Mm. So mm. Th this was a secret well kept. 
Yeah. So it must have been a very, very, very small amount of people. Owners that, I would say executives. just an owner and a chief exec, probably, who, yeah. who actually knew about this. Yeah. The, the interesting thing is that, they, I mean, they did it that way because people were having a go afterwards saying, well, what you didn't consult fans, you didn't consult your own staff, you didn't consult players. Well, of course, if they go through that process, then it will get scuppered within within a couple of days. They wanted to present it as a fait accompli, but that was their their huge mistake. You know, they need to go about this in a much more open way if this is what they eventually want. Because I, I mean, I don't really have a problem with those that generate the most revenue wanting uh, the biggest slice of that revenue. Why, you know, don't forget 60, 70 years ago, gate receipts used to be decided, divided 50-50. You know, um, Burnley would go to Old Trafford and the crowd would be 60,000. They'd get half the gate. Still are in the FA Cup. In the well, no, it's it sort of is, yeah, but they're the FA. It's 33, 33, 33. Yeah. I know there's a bit here and a bit there and a bit yeah. there, yeah. But that used to be in all league games, and then of course, people like Man United said, We go to Burnley and they get 15,000. Why should we, you know, give them all? Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not arguing with that, but but that no. does tend to be the, the 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 you know, the norm anyway that the bigger clubs do get the bigger yeah. revenue streams. I mean, we yeah. know that anyway, but I, I, I just think that. It, it, it just the way that it was done and the way that they thought they could just push this through was mm. was so far away from the reality it mm. just it, it you know so do, you know someone at one of those clubs should have just said do, do you do you want to see well, what we're the doing thing, here? isn't it that's it's a bit like do you understand what's going on here bit like being people who clearly don't bubble. get it yeah they're, they're not knowledgeable enough to know the gut feeling of the people on the ground well, I think that that is a huge issue because these days, you know, it's like being in the Westminster bubble in politics. You're not in touch with with what's going on in the. Can country. I can I just give? I'll give you an analogy, right? If I went, to, I'll, I'll go and buy the nearest garage, right? I'm going to run that garage, right? I know nothing about fixing cars, but do you know what? The first thing I'm going to do, Ian, is I'm going to see what my customers want, right? And make sure I understand what those customers want, what even though I know nothing about it. What if they don't want you in charge of the garage? Well, no, I'm not. No, I, I, I'm just saying that 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 is what I'm going to do. And 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 if I don't know anything about something, I'll either find out or I'll find out what I need to do yeah. because I I just didn't I don't understand how they could have been that far removed from from understanding what Our it audience. means to people. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah it just didn't. I just didn't understand oh. that. I didn't get no. that. Okay. Um, all right. Well, one thing that did interest, I don't know if you've seen it, but there was um, an interview between Gary Neville and Richard Scudamore um, in which uh, Gary Neville was trying to push for an independent regulator for football. And Richard Scudamore, I thought, was very... I'm not a big fan of Richard Scudamore for a variety of reasons, um, going back a long way, which I won't go into here. But I thought he was absolutely right. You know, football... It's like you don't have an independent regulator for the grocery industry. It's no. a collection of different, different supermarkets. You know, no yeah. one's, yeah. they're all different. They're all in competition. And Absolutely. Yes. Yes. You know, it's not, it's not, not one, one, one size fits all here. No. It's not going to be one, one thing that's going to make, the only way you're, you know, you're still going to have people in football who don't know what they're doing and making decisions they haven't got a clue about. Yeah. You know, so, and that's never going to change. So you yeah. all, these problems that we have now will still be eminent 
you know, in, in 20 years, in 30 years, in 40 years, you will always have people who might take over with the best yeah. intentions, yeah. but actually don't know what they're getting into. Well, and then they get disillusioned with it, you know. And, and they then get they disillusioned. The they, they, get, they make one or two bad appointments. Yeah. Managers take the mickey, don't, don't yeah. do what they say they're going to do, don't do what, you know, with regard to, you know, the, 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 what the, their role is and how they yeah. participate in that role. They get a, a, an old flunk you don't really want to do the job, he's fed up with it, but he's just taking the money. Do you know what I mean? And, I think and, we've, yeah. we've, both, we've both seen a lot of that. And it goes on Absolutely. in league football, you know, let alone league football. We've, yeah, we've, yeah. we've both seen and, it. And like I say, they get disenchanted. They realise that... But that's the know, game. This... I mean, it is a very dysfunctional industry. It's a wonderful game, but a very dysfunctional industry that does kind of get under your fingernails, you know. So it's it? almost impossible to regulate it because you've got different people, different personalities, yeah. diff, you know, different, different situations. I can't see how the 50 plus one is going to work as well. This... this the German model that, that, that does seem to work where you have fans own 50% of the club plus the 1%, you know, the golden share kind of thing that they, they can veto decisions. I don't know how it works in English football because I tell you why, fans are not one thing. You know, people talk about the fans. Fans are hundreds of shades of opinion. Absolutely. So people forget Absolutely. that a few years ago, Ebsbleet, were sold to fans and everybody yeah. had a stake in the share and it was chaos and they couldn't, you know, supporters trust take over clubs and it it's worked at two or three, but by and large supporters trust Doesn't work. They want to get, Normally. they want to get yeah. rid of the club quite quickly. Yeah. Because, yeah, because they realize it's, it's a poison chalice. Yeah, absolutely. Unless they've got people in charge who know what they're doing and yeah. understand how a football club works and understand, actually, I'm not here to be popular. I'm here to run this football club properly. And if I've got to say no, I'll say no. And if yeah. people don't like that, well, then that's tough. So tell us, are you saying no at Salisbury at the moment then? or? Well, I'd like a chance to say no, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, everyone's saying no to me, mate, not the other way around. You're back in pre-season training, yeah? Yeah, we started Saturday, so they came back. They, they, they're a magnificent group, mate. They really are brilliant. I love working with them, and they all come back. And honestly, I, I started off thinking, right, really easy. They've been away for eighteen months. We have one, one month in eighteen. I've got to take it easy. And after twenty minutes, I'm thinking, oh, I'll tell you what, I could get stuck into these now. They're, they're properly. It's like I've never been away, mate. It's wonderful. Okay. So have you kept pretty much same squad from next last season? Virtually, yeah. We'll, we'll lose. One or two probably didn't play as many games as they thought they might. And um, Dom, Dom Jeffries, I think, is um, might go to, we're still waiting, might go to Brentford, which is a fantastic move for him. Yeah, so, yeah, you know, we'll just have to, we'll have to wait and see on that front. But yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, it's okay at this stage. Been in okay. worse situations. Okay. And, and you're in the Southern League Premier next season and got to be a time, got to be a go this year, isn't it? Get out of that no, league, not at all, not at all. No, I, I, I dispute that. We, you know, I, I'm looking at, you know, we had, we had clubs that are taking three or four players from us last year, you mm. know, paying far more money than we are. So we, we, we run our club. We talk about it. We run our club properly. We have no overdraft, mate. We've got no debt. We don't, yeah. we don't owe anybody anything. Uh, yeah. And, and because of that, we lose out on far more players than we get. But we've got a set structure and we work to it. And yeah, you know, there are other clubs who should by rights be, you know, will be way ahead of us financially. But that's, that's not to say that we can't be competitive. Right. One last thing. Um, I want to take up with you something you mentioned me to the other, that our listeners might be interested in. Yeah. You eat fish fingers with sausages. 
Well, well fish, what are we doing? No, I, I'll tell you what I do. I eat the big Waitrose fish fingers, first of all, which are magnificent. Yeah. Uh, I eat them with beans, chips and sausages. On very rare occasions, I hasten to add, uh, with my children, yes. So you eat sausages, you have a sausage on the plate next to a fish finger. I mean, to me, this is wrong on so many levels. I don't eat the sausage and the fish finger together, though. No, but sausage. you have them... Yes, yes, so I'll have fish fingers, beans and chips, or yeah. sausage, beans and chips. But you, you know you have fish fingers and sausage on the same plate. Yes, but I won't eat fish fingers and the sausage together on the same fork, is what I mean. Well, I know that, but, I mean, this is a poor man's surf and turf, isn't it, really? Well, not really. I, firstly, I have no idea what surf and turf is, and I probably wouldn't like that anyway. Well, Secondly, like steak and, steak and prawns on the same plate. Not really, mate. No, I, I don't think. I mean, I, I think they both go with beans and chips very well. I mean, you think sausages I, and fish fingers go together? You've got a problem with sausages, mate, haven't okay. you, with the fish fingers? Well, I'll tell you what, when we post this, we might do a little Twitter poll to, yeah. to see if this is, you know, as I believe, wrong on every level. Coming from the man that I rang up who said, um, oh, give me a ring back a bit later. I'm doing fish fingers. And an hour later, I rang you and still hadn't cooked the fish fingers. Yeah, well. They take a while, the ones I buy. Yeah, it, it, I would imagine so, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, yeah. right, on that note, on that bombshell, as Alan Partridge <laughs> would say. Um, thanks again, Steve. Um, yeah, no problem. Podcast. And um, our facilitator here today, as usual, is uh, Seth Burkett, my partner at Floodlit Dreams. And Seth will be getting this out to you as soon as he can. Thank you, every much, everyone, for joining Cheers us. Cheers, everyone. Barrage and Ridley Podcast.